What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we just have some updates today. Want to keep everyone in the loop with what's going on. I know I talked a little bit about the qualifying offer, the six free agents that had qualifying offers extended to them, who should take it, who shouldn't take it. Well, it turns out two guys took it. Kevin Gosman took it, as I predicted, and Marcus Stroman took it as well. Um, I mean, looking at it now, I guess it makes sense that he took it, but I did think that Marcus Stroman was going to test the free agent market, but I guess he decided not to. He's going to be back with the Mets next year on one-year deal for $18.9 million. I mean, this is a lot of money. You're, you're talking $19 million, essentially. That's a lot of money for one year. So for guys who accept the qualifying offer, Gosman and Stroman, they're going to get $19 million for one year, and then they'll be a free agent again the following year, but they'll be a free agent clean, uh, clean and f free because they're not going to have that qualifying offer attached to them again because the rule is you can only have a qualifying offer attached to you once in your career. So that's what's going on with that. I mean, Stroma's going to give the Mets a solid mid-rotation option. He has a good, str uh, strong track record. He'll either be the second or third spot in, in, the, in the pitching rotation. I mean, he didn't pitch at all this year due to well, first a calf injury, and then he opted out of the season. So, you know, you're looking at a guy who from 2014 to 2019, he was a 3.67 ERA guy. So, I mean, he's a ground ball pitcher. He's one of the one of the top ground ball pitchers in a game. He gets grounders on 56.6% of balls put in play. But that's also some cause of concern for the Mets because they have poor infield defense. So, I mean... The front office is going to have to figure out a way to put together a stronger defensive unit this winter if they should. So, yeah, that's what that's what the Mets have going on for them. Um, they'll get him back. Cindergaard is on his way back from Tommy John. I mean, he'll probably be back later in the season. Uh, don't expect him ready for opening day. But, yeah, you're looking at um, Jacob deGrom, David Peterson, and obviously Marcus Stroman as like, you know, the forefront guys. Everyone else has so many question marks. Obviously Porcello's there and guys like that. But, you know, it's it's basically, it's going to be DeGrom and Stroman at the forefront of the rotation to start the year. Gosman, you know, as I, I did an in-depth dive on his situation. So you guys might already be familiar with it. But for those who didn't catch that, uh, you know, he's going to be returning to the Giants on a one-year deal. So there is, you know, talk that he's still looking at getting a multi-year deal from the Giants. It's very similar to what Jose Abreu did last year. So Abreu took the qualifying offer, but then he signed a three-year deal, uh, which brought down his AAV, but they gave him a signing bonus to make up for it, something like that. So there are many ways around it. But now that it's all said and done, you have four free agents, uh, guys who declined the qualifying offer, Trevor Bauer, DJ LeMahieu, George Springer and JT Realmuto, all those guys are going to get big, big deals. I mean, some of them are going to get north of $100 million for sure. Um, and, I mean, it's going to be a slowly developing offseason like baseball always does. Unfortunately, this is not like other sports where you have like a frenzy right at the beginning of the offseason where guys are flying off the board and trades are happening and things like that. Baseball's not like that, so you're not going to see any of that. Another... Another piece of news is that Major League Baseball is planning for fans to be in attendance next year. So, I mean, yeah. So, you saw 54 days 
where MLB went 54 days without a positive test until Justin Turner tested positive for COVID during the final game of the World Series. Um, I mean, the NFL has, they have fans in their stadiums right now, um, but the, the, these businesses are, are trying to figure out a way to continue life with COVID. I mean, this virus is not going anywhere anytime soon. And obviously these businesses want to make money. So whether it be, you know, um, you know, social distancing, obviously limiting capacity, things like that. It's pretty easy to have, let's say 20% capacity, 40, 50% capacity in a stadium and have everyone socially distant. So I think that's what, that's what uh, major league baseball is going to try to do just so they can make up some of, you know, the ground for what they lost with ticket sales and revenues. I mean, MLB estimates a 40% of their overall overall revenue ties directly to the presence of fans at live games. So, yeah, expect to see, definitely expect to see fans in the stands next year in some capacity. I mean, we saw fans in the playoffs in Arlington, we saw in the NLCS, or was it? Yeah, in the NLCS and in the World Series, there are fans there. So expect to see the same thing throughout the regular season next year. Um, depending, obviously, which state each ballpark is, because every state has its own rules and regulations and things like that. But we'll see fans next year for sure. So, yeah, I mean, MLB at least has the experience of the 2020 season to help them along. They can learn from that. They have all this data from last year. They have data from other sports, basketball, football. Everyone, not just baseball, every sport is trying to figure out a way to get fans back in their buildings in a safe manner and obviously to recoup their losses and and make their money that's that's the truth here but as of now that is what we have for baseball they want to have fans in the stands apparently the padres are working on a two-year deal with mike clevenger um so clevenger obviously was just traded to san diego this past uh trade deadline from cleveland so a two-year deal would buy out his remaining two years of arbitration, and that would you know give the Padres some cost certainty and give you know Clevenger some extra financial security. So it's sensible for both sides. So Clevenger turns thirty next month, and he probably would like to avoid the arbitration process entire entirely because arbitration, especially this offseason, is probably going to be messier than ever in the wake of all this you know all these revenue losses the league is facing and everything. So, yeah, expect to see a nice two-year deal for Clevenger. Um, so he earned $4.1 million this past year. Um, I think that was his full salary, not the prorated. So, I mean, using some projections, he's estimated to land at 4.8 in 2021 for arbitration. That's, that's a pretty hefty bump, but obviously with uncertainties and everything. So maybe if he gets a two-year deal south of $20 million, that would be awesome for him. You know, something maybe like two years, fifteen million, or something like that. He would be happy with that, I'm sure. Um, or yeah, something like that. Because obviously, you get a raise every year with uh, with arbitration. Something like that. Maybe two years, fifteen million. I feel like would be a a nice little deal for Mike Clevenger. So that is all I have. That is the only. Those are the only updates, uh, not too much going on, but if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.